Welcome to Finding Your Purpose podcast. My name is Meredith Kendall, and I'm the co-author of the 180 program. I hope you will enjoy today's show as God has been talking to me about living our life on purpose, for a purpose, with the backdrop of the cross. Please enjoy. So it's been a while since I've been on here, and um, let me just flat out just tell you, it's disobedience. God has been just stirring in my heart that it was time to get back on and start teaching again, and um, I've been disobedient, which is quite funny because I'm going to talk about disobedience today, Um, and the fact that as we're living in these times, it is time to really search the scripture for who God is. You know, when I was um, first starting to go to church full time, I remember looking at a lot of people and thinking, wow, look at all these thousands and thousands of people. They're going to be in heaven. You know, they're all Christians. Well, I hate to tell you this, but just because they go to church, doesn't mean they have their name in a book and their place ready for them in heaven. And unfortunately, I was one of those people. Um, If the doors were open, I was there. You know, I was there Sunday night, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, special events. I I was creating special events, heck, because, you know, my resume needed to be perfect for the Lord to accept me. And that is so much malarkey. (laughs) Um, Our job as Christ followers is found in Romans, found in Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Proper worship. I'm just going to lay it out there, y'all. We worship a lot of things in our world. We worship pastors, we worship buildings, we worship cars, we worship food. We worship so many things. And our true and proper worship is to live, have our, offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, which is holy and pleasing to God. Is your lifestyle holy and pleasing to God? The way you carry yourself day in and day out, is it holy and pleasing to God? The way you talk to your kids, is it holy and pleasing to God? Again, I wish I could go back and redo my kid's childhood. I've told you all that before. There's so much I would change. But today's a new day. We are given a new day every day 
what are you going to do with it? Because just because you went to church on Sunday or because you listened to a sermon on, on the internet or because you're listening to, you know, to Christian music on Spotify does not make you a Christ follower. Because you grew up in America does not make you a Christ follower. Living a life holy and pleasing to God. Number one thing, you have to submit. You have to submit your life to the Lordship of Jesus. Do we do that? Or are we so worried about getting the bigger and better thing that our worship is our job? Our worship is our thing. You know, in Galatians 5, it gives us a list of things that those who think or are going, you know, think they're going to heaven or whatever, but there's a list in, um, in Galatians, um, that tells us quite a different story. It says that the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Guess what? In Timothy, it tells us that there's going to come a time where people will put before them those who will tell them or their itching ears want to hear. Basically, they're going to find a church that's going to agree with their lifestyle. They're going to be a church that's going to agree with their greed or agree with whatever it is. Gossip, raged, witchcraft, whatever it is. They're going to find somebody that's going to tell them it's okay. They're still going to go to heaven. No. The last says, I warn you as I did before. As I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Hebrews 2 says we must pay, and I always read it, we must pay attention, but it says no. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. Here's the challenge. We are listening to the wrong people. We are not listening to people who are humble before the Lord, asking the Lord for wisdom, asking the Lord for knowledge, asking the Lord to give them a word. They are allowing the world to dictate their sermons, the way they run their churches. Yes, I am frustrated because I see so much today of sending people to hell because they don't know any better, because they weren't taught. As teachers, we are told that we'll be held at a higher standard. And for a long time, I might have just kind of off to the side, okay, whatever. No, you know what? I can't live like that anymore because God has put it in my heart that it is time that we need to get ready. We need to be prepared. We need to be prepared in season and out of season to give an account for why and what we believe. The Lord saved me. The Lord spared me. 
The Lord has given me an amazing life on this earth. He's given me wonderful children. He's given me wonderful grandchildren. It is my responsibility to make sure that they know the God of the Bible, not the God of the world, because that's Satan. Not the God that's being preached in many pulpits around the world, because again, that is the God that's going to lead us to hell. We need to be in our word every day. We need to be searching the word every day because it says we must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. We have more and more people drifting away every day. People that I think they were the soundest Christians in the world. I mean, heck, I mean, they were either pastors or they brought us up in Christ, you know, and now they're walking away. They're like, well, I don't really believe. No, no. Satan is doing a job on our world, y'all. And we need to stand up. We need to stand up. In James, it says that if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. You need to get before the Lord. We all do. We need to be on our knees for our families that aren't following Christ, our friends who may have gone off the deep end that aren't following Christ anymore. It is not easy. It is not easy to be a Christ follower in today's world. And that scares me. Because in Revelation, it does talk about people who think they're Christ followers that will be left behind when the rapture happens. And I don't want that to be you. And I don't want to be the one who was supposed to start talking about it. And because of my disobedience and a fear of failure, fear of rejection, um, I'm the one who decided not to speak out. Well, God has given me a voice. I'm going to start using it. And my prayer today is that you will get your Bible out. And you will ask God to show you what it is that he wants you to read. And then apply it to your life. Don't just read it. Don't just ask for wisdom and do nothing with it. But apply it to your life so that you will be living a life holy and pleasing to God. If you need to know more about becoming a sold out Christ follower, or if you just want to talk, feel free to send me a message at Meredith at the 180 program.org or leave a question here.